Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet Global Health. My name is Catherine Rolfe. This month we are joined by Dr Fred Piel, who is an author of an article which investigates the effect of global migration on the distribution of the sickle cell gene. Let's hear from him introducing himself. I'm Dr. Fred Piel. I'm a departmental lecturer in disease genetics in the Department of Zoology at the University of Oxford. Dr. Fred Piel, thank you for joining us today. Your study looks at the changing global distribution of sickle cell disease. Can you firstly give us a brief reminder of the etiology and clinical features of the disorder? So sickle cell disorders are genetic disorders caused by the inheritance of an abnormal structural variant of normal hemoglobin. And there are three main possible genotypes that you can inherit from your parents. The normal one, which is called AA, which is usually not associated to any clinical complications. The carrier status, which is called AS, where the individuals have inherited one copy of the gene from one of their parents. And this is remarkable because it's protective against malaria in a malarial environment. And then the third type is the ones with sickle cell anemia, or called SS, with two copies of the sickle cell gene. And in those cases, you have severe clinical complications, often leading to death, particularly in low-income countries. The main clinical features are a change of properties of the red blood cells, which are really well known for changing shape and taking a sickle shape. And this can cause various clinical complications, including blockages in the vessels and arteries and inflammation. And progressively over the lifetime of individuals, it can cause severe damages to most organs, including the brain, the kidneys, the lungs, the bones, and the cardiovascular system. So we're used to studies that explore the global epidemiology of infectious diseases. What prompted you to look at this genetic disorder in the same way? Well, it's kind of built up from work I have conducted over the last seven years, looking at the past, present and future distribution of the sickle cell gene, looking at the interaction with malaria, looking at the impact of slave trade and historical migration on the distribution of this gene. And the next obvious step was to look at contemporary factors which can influence the distribution of this gene. This is also supported by interactions I have with various collaborators and clinicians who suggested that GPs in various settings are more and more likely to encounter cases of patients with sickle cell disease or with other hemoglobin disorders. And a striking example is the recent implementation in California of a screening program for HBH disease, which is a severe form of alpha thalassemia, another hemoglobin disorder, which was originally found only in Southeast Asia and part of the Mediterranean area, but which is now quite common in California because of the influx of migrants from these regions. And can you briefly outline the method you used? We generated national estimates of the frequency of the sickle cell gene in each one of the countries, which was published in The Lancet last year in 2013. And we combined these national estimates for the sickle cell frequency with a global database on international migrations from the World Bank and looked at the trends both geographically and temporally between 1960 and 2000 because this is the time frame for which the data sets were available. And obviously there are various limitations to using these data. The kind of migration data are not ideal. They are sometimes based on surveys rather than actual data. And the national frequencies of the sickle cell gene don't tell you the genotype of the migrants coming from one country to another. So this is more to assess the trends rather than to give actual numbers of migrants carrying the sickle cell gene. 
And what were the headline findings? Could you discern any patterns? The main findings support the idea that there is an increase in the spread of the sickle cell gene globally and that this increase is faster than you would expect by just looking at the number of overall migrants over that period of time. And this is due to the fact that migrants from areas with high frequencies of the sickle cell gene have proportionally increased over that period of time compared to migrants from areas where the sickle cell gene has a lower frequency. The other headline finding was the fact that there is an increasing diversity in these of migrants. And if you look at the number of individuals coming to one country, the number of countries they are coming from is increasing significantly over that period of time. If you look at Nigeria, it's sending migrants to a large number of countries in 2000 and in 1960. And if you look at the UK or the USA, for example, they are receiving a number of migrants from a larger number of countries in 2000 than in 1960. In terms of patterns, we have tried to summarize the spatial and temporal patterns or trends that we have observed in a single map in order to try to define countries in which the health burden of the sickle cell disorders might have been the highest or the lowest. And surprisingly, this resulted in a quite patchy map showing the complexity of these migration patterns. And finally, what are the public health implications of findings such as these? Well, I think for sickle cell in particular, this is adding further support to the idea that sickle cell disorders are a global health problem and that the burden is increasing over time and will continue to increase in the coming decades. Obviously, it's hard to predict what the migration patterns will be in the future but it's also suggesting that international collaborations between countries with high frequencies of the sickle cell gene and countries currently with low frequencies but with receiving migrants from countries with high frequencies of the sickle cell gene could be beneficial in terms of global public health. More generally, it also suggests that further studies on genetic disorders in general would be very useful to assess the magnitude of the burden of these disorders from a public health point of view. As you have said, there have been quite a few studies on infectious diseases and the impact of migrations on these, but very few on genetic disorders themselves. Dr. Fred Piel, thank you for speaking with The Lancet Global Health. Thank you very much.